Ellen Candy, who is no stranger here to Second City. Now, I have a very, very special guest tonight, a old family friend that I'm so excited to have out, the famous Joe Flaherty, okay? So, <laughs> Second City alum and uh, Emmy from the Emmy and uh, award-winning SCTV, okay? And much, much more, Back to the Future, so many other things, Freaks and Geeks. But before I bring them out, and we have a fabulous conversation. Uh, just let's take a clip of SCTV. I'm Guy Lafleur. I'm Daryl Settler. And I use a Daryl Settler hockey stick. I use Guy Lafleur hockey stick. Hey, Guy, how about some cornerbacks, eh? All right, All right sure hey. thing, Daryl. Oh, boy, I bet these are good, huh? Oh, Got yeah. Real monk flavor. Smells good, too. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, I can't do I'm sorry. They're hot in my gums. You lose your plate, Daryl? Yeah, I lost my plate in Boston. <laughs> you lost your dentures in Boston. Why don't you push it down with some milk and mush it into your puss? Cornerbacks, take three. I'm Guy Lafleur. I'm Daryl Sittler. And I use a Daryl Sittler hockey stick. I use a Guy Lafleur hockey stick. Hey, Guy, how about some cornerbacks? Hey? An excellent idea. All right, hey. Let's try some mm. of this. Oh, it looks yummo. Sure is. Mm, it smells mm. so good, too. Mm. See what's going on. It's got poor dishonor. Some French. Cat! I don't speak French. I'm sorry. That's your How's problem. Ah, look at it in English. It's on English. Well, what the hell's it got two languages on the fourth channel? I only speak English because it's a bilingual country. It is not both, my friend. One language, one goddamn song. God says, please. What? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, jeez. I know. It's so far down. We're getting more comfy. Oh, I'm getting, yeah. 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 You kind of slide. That's why I have pillows to kind of... Yeah. Okay. I had a smaller couch at one point, but I felt people were a little too claustrophobic and all that. Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of comfy. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. No complaints. No complaints. Okay, good. No complaints. Now, for those of you who don't know, I asked all my guests what their favorite candy is, and Joe, he gave me two different options, which were... You said were really difficult to come by, but oh, yeah. thank God for she Amazon got... Prime, which I was able to get overnight. The lovely Zagnut and Clark Bars. Which I don't think I've ever had a Zagnut before. No, no. They, 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 they sort of stopped making candy bars about 50 years ago. So I could not vouch for the freshness of these, so eat at oh. Ah, uh, Zagnuts are the best when they're fresh. I remember when, yeah, those were the best ones. So oh. they, they'd better be pretty fresh. They're, they're pretty fresh. <laughs> I hope they're pretty fresh. They better be pretty fresh. Well, thank you so much for coming. Sure. I, I was just going to say, I was so excited to have you here because I, growing up, I was, our family was either at your house or you guys were at our house. And yeah. And we were just hanging out with Gudrun and Gabe, where, you know, so it was just, it was so much fun. Yeah. We go way back. Johnny and I go way back. I know. So how did you find yourself at Second City? Oh. You started like cause you started off in in Chicago. Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was just Chicago. telling just telling Jason that story. Oh, lovely. Our <laughs> yeah. I know. Our Jason, we should have saved for the for the stage, but he loved. We love to hear it over again. So you have to tell it one more time. All right. Well, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was at a in Pittsburgh. I lived in Pittsburgh. I'm from Pittsburgh. I was going to the uh, college there, Point Park University, and they had a program with the Pittsburgh Playhouse, and it's a good drama um, group there. And uh, they did a whole season. Good, the Goodman Theater from Chicago came in and did a whole season in repertory. And, jeez, um, uh, Larry Brigman, I think, is the only one from that group that really sort of went on and did a lot of stuff. Uh, he was on soap operas. He's a good actor. Yeah. Anyway, 
the season ended, uh, and uh, um, they left. Everybody left for back to Chicago, and I uh, I didn't know what to do because I didn't want to. I was a little bit too old for uh, college at that point. I was because um, I went on the GI Bill. Yeah, I was in the Air Force for four years, so really? that kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. It took up. I was, uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. There were, thank you, thank you. There was once a time when I would say that, and people would look at me like, you, Air Force? You were in the Air Force? But uh, it's kind of nice that servicemen are, are being, um, you know, thought of that way. Uh, it, as I say, it wasn't always that, that way. That but, um, yeah, so I went in, I went in the Air Force uh, for four years, came out, um, and became a, Apprentice draftsman, which I hated. Uh, what is exactly a draftsman? Yeah, oh, a draft uh, engineering draftsman. You you know you draw up the plans for the. Uh, I happen to be working for a corporation, the United Engineering and Foundry, which made st the rollers for steel steel mills. Really? Yeah. And uh, oh man, <laughs> and, and they, nothing how, is. How then? How did you find your way to comedy? Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can't tell you how boring that was, sitting there, you know, getting those plans. I realized at some point I'm more interested in people than things, you know. And all those engineers there, they get excited, uh, you know, see the new three high roller and all of that stuff. And yeah, yeah, I saw it. It's, cool. it's great. Uh, so I, um, uh, I was there, and uh, while I was there, uh, the American Academy of Dramatic Arts was going around the country looking for uh, an actor to give a scholarship to, okay. to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts in uh, New York. And I knew that was a pretty decent place, you know, uh, pretty good school. Chris Guest went there, some other people. And, um, no yeah, I'll be drop dropping names all over the damn okay. place here. Uh, you drop all you want. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I said to myself, you know, I want to be an actor, and I think I'll be a damn good actor, so I'm going to audition. Uh, so I, 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 you know, uh, they said have two two pieces memorized, uh, two solo pieces, uh, monologues. So I took a comedy, uh, Seven Year Itch. It's a funny stage play, and Romeo and Juliet, the death scene. <laughs> and uh, so I went in. <laughs> I went in and I did the two scenes, and it was over. I was kind of waiting with bated breath to see what they'd say, and the guy said. Uh, what made you choose Shakespeare? <laughs> I said, well, he's a good writer. He's a, you know, I, I good dramas. Anyway, I, I, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And I was pissed. I thought, how dare you not take me into that? <laughs> They're going to because I wanted to go there so badly, and I think I'm a good actor. Um, they didn't take me, and uh, so I was... Um, uh, let's see. So you went around the corner. No, that's when I, I, went, uh, I went to New York. I moved to New York, and I said, damn it, I'm going to show them wrong. I'm going to prove them wrong. And I studied, uh, studied drama there, um, took drama acting classes, and uh, very method, method uh, acting that uh, the teacher. Did anybody see uh, a play, a movie called Enter Laughing with uh, the Carl Reiner movie? Yeah. That pretty much stole everything that I was going <laughs> to. Ever, I'm going to write about taking, you know, acting classes in New York. It was just like that. The teacher was kind of run down, and he had passed his prime a long time ago, and he was just, 
going through the motions. And but anyway, I learned I learned some stuff. You know, I learned uh, um, I learned a method. I learned how to work. You know, uh, with sense memory and all of that Stanislavski stuff. So um, anyway, that's when I went back to Pittsburgh and I decided to go to school. And that's when I went to college. Uh, I took it, you know, drama there, and then I would appear in little bit parts in the uh, productions, in the repertory com company productions of. Uh, I played Pedo in Henry the Fourth, Part uh, One, <laughs> and uh, and and Marine Color Guard, in After the Fall. Uh, yeah, that was, those were my two big my breakout roles. Breakout roles, yes. Uh, so anyway, after that, I, I, you know, and everything started, nothing was going. And I remember Mike, um, um, what's his name? Gee, Miller, Michael Miller, Miller. He had worked at the Playhouse. He had seen me uh, act, do little things, and she, you know. And, and he liked how hard I worked. You know, it was, it was whatever my job was, tech runner. You know, uh, scenery sets. He said, "Listen, uh, Flaherty, if you ever want to," he had that real Chicago accent. If you ever want to come to, uh, if you ever want to do some work, uh, let me know. He said, "You're, you're good. You're going to go far in this business." I thought, geez, that's, that's a nice thing to say, you know? <laughs> and uh, so I, I sent him a letter, um, and, you know, months after we, uh, the Playhouse was over, asking him if he could use any actors. Because uh, I found out he was at this place called Second City in Chicago, and I just knew a little bit about it. Um, you know, uh, Mike Nichols, Lane May, and they did comedy stuff, uh, imp satiric improvisation. So uh, I wrote him a letter, and I said, uh, please, do you need any actors? And he wrote a letter back saying, no, I don't need any actors. Uh, but I do need a stage manager, and uh, do you know anything about lights? And I, you know, as I said, people interest me more than things, and I consider lights things. Um, so you know, I, I said, sure, uh, yeah, I know lights. And, uh, <laughs> I need a job. Exactly, exactly. Actors are famous for that, though, aren't they? Can you, yeah. can you ride a horse? Oh, yes, yeah, I can course. ride a horse. <laughs> you know, you have a snowboard? Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I found myself in Chicago at Second City, and I loved it. Uh, that first night I was there, Harvey, the uh, interim stage manager, uh, he said, now, you're not going to start work tonight. I want you to just sit here in the audience and watch the show. And I said, okay. So I watched it, and I just loved it. There's these little sketches funny bits, satiric bits, and then afterwards they would improvise. And uh, I thought, wow, this is great. I just love this. You know, I got to be a part of this. I just have to. And so uh, I... Did you audition for Second City at some point? Or did you just... I, I, as, as I, I, worked, I worked my ass off as stage manager. I mean, I was running around. I lost a lot of weight. But I was a good stage manager in a sense. I took care of everything. But I also took on, I, I went to the, um, I took acting uh, improv classes from Joe Forsberg. Oh, wow. And uh, I was in a children's show. They have a children's show for actors. <coughs> I did that. And then the, the touring company, um, uh, I would run lights for them and help them out. And they would let me improvise with them. Oh, wow. And the touring company at the time was Jim Fisher, uh, Harold Ramis. Uh, who else was in it? Brian, Brian Murray, Brian Doyle Brian Murray. Murray. Yeah, yeah, and Judy Morgan, and uh, and um, one one other person. What was his name? I can't remember his name right now. But uh, Garrett Garrett Graham Garrett Graham. Uh, so 
Bernie didn't like the the company was there. They they were there too long. They were grouchy and mean and you know that's that's what happens sometimes in Second City. You know they stay too long you, and you they stay too long. You get a little surly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not harder. no fun. And as stage manager, I had to put up with that stuff. But <laughs> so he shipped them all out to New York. He said, uh, "How does everybody like to open up a theater in New York?" So he opened actually opened up. Bernie could never fire anybody. Bernie Solon's the old. The owner, uh, old yeah. Of City. Yeah. He couldn't. Fi- he couldn't bring himself to fire anybody. Sweet, sweet man. He would. He would just uh, set them up in a theater somewhere in New York or something. <laughs> and uh, I'm not gonna fire you, but I'm gonna ship you all. Yeah. All yes. To- so um, we we had a big meeting there. We were sitting around, and I was stage manager, and the and the uh, touring company was there, and uh, and and Bernie said to the cast, "Okay, you guys are in. Um, you know, you have any requests?" And they said. Uh, yeah, uh, we'd like we we're, we're happy to be in, but we don't want to be in with uh, Garrett Graham. <laughs> we don't want him part of the cast, Bertie. Uh, Garrett was apparently an asshole, just total asshole. Oh, he was. Oh, he was bad. He was such a jerk. Very t- talented guy, you know, and sort of likable on one level, but working with him was just not a people person, probably. Yeah, no, no. He was so self-absorbed and everything, but, and, you know, not... So you didn't want him in. Yeah, uh, they didn't want him in. They said, we don't, uh, he said, well, then, who are we going to put in? And they, they said, how about Joe? And Bernie said, Joe, he's, he's, the stage, he's the stage manager. What are you talking about? <laughs> and, uh, and they said, no, no, he's worked with us in the set. He, he worked with us. And uh, Bernie said, okay, you can be in the cast. <laughs> Sure, why not? Yeah, why not? Give him a shot. So that, that was it. It was so I was so fortunate uh, to be there at that particular time with that particular cast. And uh, and, and then when did you jump to um, Toronto? So we were together for four years. Our cast. I love that cast. You know, with Harold and, and Brian and uh, Belushi came in. John Belushi, and uh, I just loved that cast. It was uh, so much fun. The show was so much fun. And honestly, I tell people that I probably could have done it. You know. Forever, yeah. yeah. Just go to go to work every day, doing Second City, doing a show during the day, yeah, improvising. Uh, but one day Bernie said, "Look, um, obviously he was getting tired of us as a cast." <laughs> <laughs> he said, uh, "I'm opening up. A, I want to open a theater up in Toronto." <laughs> and, uh, you got the, the subtle hint. <laughs> Oh, Toronto. And back then, this is 1972, late 72, nobody knew anything about Toronto. You know, I I remember from geography books class, uh, Montreal. There was Montreal up in Canada there. And that was the only city I knew. And and he said, no, it's a a good city. It's a really good city, good town. How would you like to go up there and start a theater? (laughs) Well, uh, we said, I don't know. He said, I'll tell you what, I'll book you in at the University of Toronto. I'll book the show in, yeah. and you go up there and do the show. So I still remember going up there with Harold Ramis, John Belushi, Eugenie Ross Lemming, Jim, and Judy. Uh, we went up there. Uh, I remember being on the bus from the airport, and we were driving you know, toward town, and I was saying sort of loud, uh, where are the donkeys? I don't see any donkeys here. <laughs> And Harold went, shh, don't, 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 don't say that. <laughs> I was just kidding. Uh, but anyway, 
Uh, so we got there. We did the show. Great, great. That's a great uh, university, the U, U of T. Yeah, you, uh, we did a good show. Well received. A uh, young lady was in the audience and saw us, really liked us. Her name was Gilda Radner. Uh, um, and so we went back, and he said, oh, who wants to open up the theater? And uh, nobody wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> no one wanted to do it. <laughs> Brian, Brian Murray and I said, okay, we'll do it. <coughs> Brian Murray. I'll call him Brian Murray because that's his name. No, Not Murray. Brian Doyle Murray. Well, I know they, they always had the Doyle in there. And then well, <laughs> Well, it was a it was it was an equity thing. He, he couldn't use that name, but uh, um, so Brian and I we said, okay, we'll go up to Canada, sure. And uh, so we went up to open a theater. But uh, before we opened a theater, we we were told that we had to you know use Canadian actors. Now I didn't realize how sensitive they were in Canada about really that. Really Whoa, jeez. Oh yeah. But I never, see, you know, I, did, I never thought of, you know, I thought, you know, we don't do that in the States. We don't say, well, 50% American, you know, and you, be, you better be American. <laughs> never had that problem. But in Canada, they're very defensive about that. Anyway, um, so, uh, in fact, we got up there, and newspaper wrote some articles. Uh, they're going to open a second city here, and uh, they don't only, they have two Americans, but Ber Bernie Sullins assures us they'll be out in a few months. <laughs> Why do they want me out? I mean, what did I do to them? Anyway, um, but now here's the thing I love. I love this. Um, so I was up there with uh, Joyce, Joyce Sloan, um, God bless her soul, Bernie Sollins, God bless his soul, and uh, Del Close, God bless his soul. Uh, the three of us plus Brian uh, were set up there. To, we, we set up auditions to choose a company. And to be honest, uh, I, I had my doubts. You know, I thought this is something special. This, you know, we're acting, we're writers, we're improvisers. Uh, I don't know if we're going to find anybody up here, you know, to fill that bill. So, uh, first day of auditions. You've done everything: lights, stage manager. Yeah, oh, you're now casting. Yeah, casting. And acting and writing. First, first day of auditions. In through the door walks Danny Ackroyd. Valerie Brumfield, brilliant, brilliant actress. Uh, um, uh, Eugene Levy, uh, Gilda Radner. These are all people coming in to, to audition for us. Uh, and also a very young John Candy and um, a couple of the other people from Godspell, which was a very good production, the Toronto production of uh, Godspell. Mm -hmm. And so uh, with Jane Eastman, um, Jane Eastwood, sorry, yeah, Eastman. Jane Eastman. Jane Eastman. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was thinking about the old film company. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, she was very good. We went to see Bra uh, uh, Godspell. They were a great cast, great cast. Yeah, because Eugene was in Godspell. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone was. They were, including Martin Short and uh, Dave Thomas. They were all in Godspell. But the people who walked in that day, uh, Eugene was there, plus, uh, as I say, Danny and, and, and a young, a very young guy, that Valerie Bromfield made us promise to see. She, she liked him so much. His name was John Candy. Um, and so we did the auditions. And, you know, as you could expect, Danny, and all the, everybody was great, really great. They nailed it. Boom, boom. I was surprised. They were so good. I thought, this is going to be easy. Jeez. 
Uh, then came time for John to do his. Yeah. So a young, raw John Candy was very young at the time. I, well, how old was he? 18, 19? I can't remember. Didn't, I think around. He was pretty, yeah, I think 19? Was he? Ish, mom, Hen remember? Yeah. 20? 23? 23? He wasn't that old, was he? 73. 73, he was? Yeah. Wow. Well, he was a kid. He looked like a kid. He, well, that's, that's John. He looked like a kid. Uh, so, uh, but he didn't have much experience. And um, so here we are. We set him up in a scene. We said, okay, whatever. You know, here's the situation. Uh, you're blah, 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 blah. Now, we put him with another actor. And here's what happened. This other actor, I swear, was on amphetamines or something. <laughs> the guy, he just talked and talked and talked and talked and talked. <laughs> rattled on, you know, he made it one a monologue. He, he just kept going, <laughs> and, uh, you know, that was, that was really bugging me. I was irking me. And, uh, but we all looked at John, you know, because we knew what the situation was. When you're, it's hard enough to do an improv as an improv, but when you're auditioning for, with an improv, it's, yeah, it's like 10 times harder because, you know, uh, somebody's judging you, sitting there judging you, and this is going to be whether you get a job or not. And uh, um, everything was on, at stake there, you know. So John was great. He just sat there with that great face of his, listening to him, listened to everything he said. Mm -hmm, yeah, uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. He had, uh, you couldn't help but look at him in the scene, even though this other guy was Because he was so real. He didn't try to fight him for focus, you know, because that's what the tendency is. Somebody's just going, you know, taking all the lines. Hey, it's an audition. I got to get in there too, you know. He didn't do that. He just, uh, the, since the guy was going, John just kind of, yeah, really. And he was so natural. And, you know, John was just, his expressions were John Candy, classic John, you know. Oh, real, yeah, real, yeah. Uh, when it was over, we said, okay, thanks. Uh, that guy, we got him the hell out of there, and then uh, we talked. Afterwards, we talked, and uh, we went through the cast, and we, you know, it was obviously, we're, obviously, we're going to get, uh, you know, Gilda and uh, Danny, and and uh, who else? Uh, Jane and Jane and uh, yeah. and who who else was in there? No, Eugene. No, this is the interesting thing. Uh, not no, not Eugene. <laughs> not Eugene. And, uh, for some reason, uh, uh, but that was a Godspell thing. Anyway. Well, Well, all, no, he was no, he just wasn't oh, accepted. No. He wasn't accepted. <laughs> That's back back then. Gene was really into Jack Benny, you know, in those long, long, slow takes and everything. And he was doing that shtick, but still, I liked him. I liked his sense of humor. So here's what it came down to. Uh, we said. Um, we want to use Gene in the, in the cast. Uh, Del Close and I want to use Gene. And uh, we told that to Bernie. And he said, uh, man, yeah, I, know. I, I like that Jerry, uh, what the hell's his name? <laughs> what was, was Jerry's <laughs> name? Jerry. I, can't, yeah, I can't even remember now. <laughs> the other guy in Godspell, real showy part in Godspell. You know, he was uh, John the Baptist and, and also um, Ju Judas. Yeah, he was good. He was really good. But... We didn't like him that much. Uh, we didn't think he was that great, um, uh, Del and I. And we said, let's go with Gene. We wanted Gene. Yeah. And, uh, 
and and uh, Bernie said, uh, no, no, I want I want um, I want uh, Jerry Salzburg. That's his name. I want Jerry. So Jerry was chosen over Gene. Bad bad choice. Uh, but he said, now anybody else? And we said, we like that young guy, Candy. Uh, he said, Candy. He said he didn't say anything, you know. <laughs> And we said, yeah, but he was great. Did you, you know, he was there in the scene. He listened. He didn't try to fight the guy, you know, for, for focus. Uh, we thought he was great. He did a great job. So he said, all right, I'll tell you what, I'll give you, you know, I'll give you candy. Let me have uh, Jerry Salzberg. <laughs> so that's what I, he gave us, Jan, he gave us Johnny. And, uh, and uh, so uh, Del said, I want him down in Chicago, right. you know. So, uh, so John was sent to the Chicago cast. Jerry Salzberg, poor guy. <laughs> he was so insecure. Oh, man. How am I doing, buddy? How am I doing? Oh, he just... And he wasn't cut out for Second City. He just wasn't. He wasn't an improviser. He wasn't a comedian. He wasn't into comedy. That wasn't funny. Um, uh, so, hey, so my dad went to Chicago. You yeah, guys opened the... We Second opened City a theater in Toronto. in Toronto with that cast. And then how much... How, how, much, uh, how long did you guys on the main stage before you kind of transitioned into SCTV. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stretch this out because I love, I love this part of my life. Uh, yes, stretch it out. I'm not rushing you. There is no rush. This is, this is your moment. In the meantime, I sort of, I fell in love with Toronto. I thought, wow, this is a great city, you know. It was much better than Chicago at the time. Chicago was pretty crappy. Um, it really was. Uh, so, uh, uh, but I, I like Toronto. I like the atmosphere there. You know, the creativity that was bubbling, percolating. Uh, there was a lot of going on with the art scene and stuff. And uh, we developed, while we were at that theater, which Bernie opened without air conditioning, in one of the hottest summers in Toronto's... I looked it up. That 73 was a real hot summer. Oh, no air conditioning and no liquor license. Oh. And... Uh, <laughs> And, and Thanks for a bad audience. God, it, I just remember doing it, sweating. It. Nobody came to see the show. <coughs> it was almost empty for the show, regular show. Then improvs would come on and uh, fill up the house with the smart set. All the hip people, and that was the place to go because it's free for one thing. I was going to say it was free. That's yeah, probably yeah. the same in Chicago still to this day. Yes. Uh, our company started that, by the way, the oh, free, wow. yeah, yeah, the free. Uh, the Improv. Yes. Yeah, they used to charge a dollar, but we said, oh. hey, man, was, <laughs> the people should get in free. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so it was, it was bad. It was really bad. But the sets were great, except for the fact that Valerie, who was gay, had this following, this real loud vocal following, a clack, I would like to call it, who would come in every night and just cheer on, woo, which... It was weird because, you know, she was the only one to cheer for her. Everybody else, you know. <laughs> but but she, it spurred her on. She was so good. It, that really, really, uh, uh, she was so creative. Uh, I, I just remember some scenes she did that were just so so great. Valerie uh, yeah, Valerie she Bromfield, yeah. Favorite. She was in Who's Harry Crumb with my dad. I yes, remember. I love her. She, she plays the very stern... Yes, Detective. yes, somewhat, uh, somewhat yeah, suspect yes. uh, sexually, uh, <laughs> which she, would, she always had fun with. 
great, bright girl. Um, but uh, she was Danny's partner. And uh, they, you know, the, but Danny and uh, so one day uh, they, you know, they said, well, we've got to bring some people in, Joe. You've got to go. You're an American. <laughs> you got to fill the quota. Wait, I'm going because I'm American. I still couldn't figure that out. What did I do to these people? I thought I was good in it. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Brian and I had to leave. And Eugene, by that point, came in and took over my part. But they only did one show. Oh. <laughs> in a theater one day, Kilda said they showed up, you know, to do the show. And there was a notice yeah. from the sheriff on there. The theater's closed. <laughs> and that was it. It was it. Uh, no. Closed. So, uh, was that the old fire hall that was closed? No, that, no, that was the one on Adelaide Street. Okay. Uh, we had a very brief run, you know, just from 73 to toward the end of 73 Adelaide. on Adelaide Street. That was our, our theater, our first theater. And then that just disappeared for a while, and uh, uh, I was just kind of goofing around. I lived with John for a while. I went down and stayed in Chicago with oh, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which at was actually the... My, uh, it was our apartment. It was your apartment. Yeah. I ended up living in the same building you, when yeah. I was out in Chicago. Curly Court. Court, yes. It's yes. a great little I place. I was in the same building. I loved yeah. it. Yeah, Why me too. Since the Second City, right when yeah. I Perfect. He <laughs> lived there. Uh, I lived there. John Belushi moved in, and so did John. And uh, that was nice. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. In the summer, and um, they they take you down Curly Court and they tell you who lived there. Really? I made the walking tour. It's like, Did oh you? well, Don Candy's daughter now lives in the side <laughs> wave. <laughs> That's right. I heard about that. Boy, the best. It was the best location. Yeah. It just wasn't a good time to be in Chicago, you know, because you'd get murdered on the way to the theater. But uh, <laughs> when I was there, it was a little bit safer. Yeah. Like all the hipsters lived yeah. in. Yeah, they did. Uh, so uh, um, it was over uh, for all intents and purposes. Then one day, I get a call from Andrew Alexander in Pittsburgh. I'm living in Pittsburgh, watching the Steelers. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, I get a call from Andrew who said, hey, listen, I want to open a theater up. I'm Andrew Alexander. I want to open up Second City again. Uh, I've already got, um, I already have Eugene Levy and, and Gilda Radner. And um, I think he said John, too, John Candy. He said, um, not that, he said uh, I haven't seen your work, but I, they tell me you're, you're good, pretty good. <laughs> they tell me you're pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, well, I guess that's good enough for an offer. Yeah, I'll come up there. I'll come up there and, and, uh, and help uh, Second City start at the, fire, the old fire hall. He had a place. And so that was the trip where John, he was transferring from Chicago up to Toronto. And uh, Andrew had us move his furniture from his apartment <laughs> We had Second a big, big, big bread truck. You know, those, one of those big panel trucks, yeah. uh, which John was driving. And uh, so we piled all of Andrew's stuff. And John had, you know, stuff too. So he, he threw his stuff in there. And uh, we were off, you know, up to the unknown adventures of a new second city that, you know, who knows. But uh, we, were, we drove all the way out. We got stopped at the border. John, <laughs> John tried, <laughs> tried to get cute with some of the stuff. Yeah, the, the, the man, the, the guy, the immigration guy said, how much, uh, how much is that television set was John's? He said, oh, I just paid 20, 25 bucks. He said, get out of here. Get out of here. There's more than that. <laughs> John wasn't a very good liar, too. That's what I, I liked about him. He, he rarely lied. I can't remember him lying about anything. Um, 
He was, he he was, was great about that. He stretched the truth. I think everyone kind of stretches the truth. Little white lies. So I got to know him pretty well from staying with him down there, you know, and, uh, and then driving up that long thing. And we were just talking about what's going to happen, you know, this theater, is it going to work? And I said, you're, you know, you're the young rookie ball player that wants to really get a chance to, yeah. to, to you know, show them your stuff. And I'm like the old grizzled vet that's hanging on for one more year, <laughs> you know. And, uh, and so we drove up. And then I didn't have the place to stay. John invited me to stay with, uh, with his family there, with uh, Jim and his mom. Yep. Where were that place was off? It was off of uh, Bloor to the... What was that, what was that area Davis called? Davis Drive? Woodville. Yeah? The, okay, that's what it was, yes. Very little, you know, nice little middle class. Middle class yeah, neighborhood. Very unpretentious. And, um, and so, you know, John and I kind of bonded there, you know, and um, as friends. And... Um, and uh, <laughs> And, and we would always try to, you know, come up with scenes, ideas for scenes. And I still remember one day we were walking down the street, and, and I said, we should do a detective show, John, and you should be the star. You should be Johnny Toronto, detective. <laughs> that kind of stuck with him, that name. That Danny liked name. that name, yeah. yeah. Johnny Toronto. <laughs> but, uh, but we were always, John had a great, I loved doing scenes with him because he had a good sense of humor, and he loved doing just funny things, funny scenes, you know. And as my brother Paul, I was talking to him last night about it, he said, and he was great because he'd try anything. John would try anything. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever you write, oh, okay, I'll give that. Yeah, okay. And he would give it, you know, all his effort and be good. Usually just, just great at it. So, so we had to uh, uh, open up a theater in, in, in Toronto, 1974. Me, Eugene, John Candy, and Gilda Radner, and... Uh, Rosie Radcliffe, I think, was the gal, was in it. Yeah. Uh, just us in this little theater, which we didn't even have a stage yet. We would go perform. Bands would play there. That was a big thing in Toronto back then, you know, was bands playing in all these places, these, these bands, and just a lot of drinking and, you know, whatever. Uh, nightlife in Toronto. Yeah, nightlife. That's what it was. Boy, guys, boy, they get drunk. Canadians love to get drunk. They do know how to drink. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, there. <laughs> it is, it is, and uh, and Johnny, so uh, so we we would pull out this little stage, and Gilda was really like our press agent. She'd say she'd pull people in off the street. There was a pub called the Jarvis House, uh, which was yeah, there for yeah. years, yeah, and you know that was they they played that rock, you know, music and rock dancing and. Music. Kind of a rough crowd, but she'd come and pull them in. We're doing a show. You want to come in and see it? <laughs> and she'd pull them in, and uh, we'd, you know, and it was a fire hall. It was actually a fire hall, and we had one floor, one story of it. And uh, Andrew said, "Don't worry, I'm going to get it fixed up. We'll have a theater." And and we did. He got a theater made, and he, he had this idea of making it a dinner theater, which at the time was popular. Yeah. Dinner theaters. Uh, <laughs> it was it, it wasn't Second City, you know. It wasn't Mike right. Mike Nichols on Lane Bay. I mean, we had this guy uh, David. I uh, forget what his name was. He would be upstairs on phones. They had uh, those phone things going. He called people up. He said, "Hello, how would you like a few good laughs?" <laughs> well, well, come on over to Second City. 
and uh, see a, a funny show. It's comedy cabaret. Um, Andrew insisted. We said you could don't say cabaret, say comedy cabaret because they might not get it. And and so that's how we started out with uh, these people coming downstairs highly because <laughs> he didn't get it worked out very well at first. They'd be pissed off at the service upstairs, at the food and everything, and. And it would sometimes arrive real late, and they'd come down. The show would be held up. Where you know, but but uh, we had to deal with that. But it was uh, such a good cast, and we had so much fun. And Alan Gutman, I don't know if you know Alan or not. He used to play piano for us. Yes. He he teaches uh, acting and in, in, uh, improv in uh, Toronto. He reminded me of something that John and I did on stage. We worked so much together and so well. Yes. You know, we meshed. He said, he said, I saw something that was amazing. I've never seen it again. I haven't seen it since. The scene with you and John. And he, I had forgotten all about it. He said, uh, it was a scene where John was working at a hot dog stand or something out on the street. And you ordered a hot dog from him. And he gave you the hot dog. And you were standing there with the hot dog the whole time. The hot dog. John turned his back. And I went, just like that. And John went, oh. <laughs> he didn't see. He, he was, his back was turned. All he heard was, and he just knew <laughs> that's what I was doing. Yeah, he was amazed by that. Uh, it is, yeah, it's on that level. God. So many things together. Yeah, we met, we we worked that much and that well together. I, you know, obviously, I love working with John. He was just fun. He got it. He had a great sense of humor. He'd try anything. Uh, I'd do things. Look. He'd be in a scene on stage. We had this, uh, the, the stage set had doors to it with openings. And um, it was a window uh, that you opened up, but they had two little holes. And I'd be back there with a water pistol, <laughs> <laughs> squirting them during the scene. They'd be doing a scene, and all of a sudden, <laughs> they'd be getting water all over them. OK, that wasn't very professional, I admit. It wasn't. But it was fun. It was, we had fun. But boy, back then on Lombard Street, oh man, it was that was kind of like really. It was Jarvis and Lombard, real bad. And here it was so boring and dull and cold. They said there were hookers on Jarvis. No, no I, I think there still are. <laughs> not on Jarvis. There were never hookers on Jarvis. I used to look and say, where the hell they are these hookers? Oh. Uh, I think they might be there now. <laughs> they could be back there. They were on church for the longest time. But. Uh, uh, I, I just um, I had so much fun with that cast. It was great. And as I said, John and I had a ton of laughs, a ton of laughs. But I liked working with Gene. Gilda was a lot of fun, you know. Um, we came up with some silly scenes. But uh, what we wanted to do, what I wanted to do was make the audience laugh. You know, I wasn't as interested in making a point. You know, ooh, and, uh, isn't that clever, you know? Especially with those crowds we had, you know. They <laughs> Wow, that those condom manufacturers that night, crazy. They they just went nuts. They, they were screaming at that. They, I, it's like they never saw booze before. They were, ah! <laughs> Our stage manager actually said, he said, boy, it's a good thing I can read lips. I can, couldn't tell what the cue was to take the lights out. They were so loud. Oh, no. They were some of the crowds we were getting. Weren't the typical Second City, but I, what I wanted to do was make it funny, you know, make the show funny. And we... 
did that, I thought, you know, yeah. we would get huge laughs, huge laughs. You know, just those rolling um, uh, laughter, laugh that uh, just keeps going and going and going. And, going. Yeah. And, uh, and I still remember Catherine O'Hare in one scene. <laughs> she, <coughs> she and John were playing this Cabbage Town couple. Now, Cabbage Town was an area in Toronto at the time <laughs> that uh, had a lot of Irish immigrants in it, a lot of drunks, a lot of... <laughs> Spousal abuse, I guess, and uh, uh, just you know, it was just not a great cabbage town. You know, it was a, sort of like a joke. But anyway, uh, we were doing a scene about young cops uh, training, you know, learning how to deal with uh, yeah. domestic disputes. And so uh, I said, uh, yeah, I was teaching the scene, you know, and Danny Aykroyd and Gene Levy were the two guys. And I said, okay, now we're gonna we're, we're gonna show you something that's the most could be the most dangerous thing that police officers uh, face, and that's domestic, you know, abuse. They, um, um, they, they, you know, people just lose it when that happens. So you got to be very careful, you know. And so those were the two cadets. It was called cadets. And so I said, now we picked a couple from Cabbage Town. <laughs> They're from the Cabbage Town players. They were like actors from Cabbage Town, oh, no. and uh, and it was John and Catherine O'Hare. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine walked on stage and she was wearing some fake boobs that came down to her stomach. <laughs> and she'd been doing that character, that toothless character. Yeah, yeah. She did. And Sharon Petty. What are you talking about? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> but when she came out with those boobs, it was the hugest laugh <laughs> in the world. <laughs> and John was just pissed. You know, John was calling her a sleazebug. You sleazebug. What the hell? So they're getting into arguments. Funny, funny arguments. And then, of course, you know, Danny and, da especially Danny, comes flying in with, you know, his, his, his pistol ready to shoot them. No, 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 no. That kind of thing. And that was so much fun. I love doing that scene. I tried to do it at the reunion, but um, we, at, the, at the SCTV reunion, yeah. Because we were doing stage things. I, I wanted to do that. I just, it was actually very much like the way Police Academy uh you know, became was years years later. Only ours was better, of course. Um, uh, so, so that was fun. And uh, and then um, one day, uh, Bernie came up. <laughs> he said, "We're opening a theater in Pasadena." Have <laughs> any volunteers? I think he didn't say Pasadena. That's right. He said Los Angeles. We're opening a theater in Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. You want to go? Well, yes. Well, I want to go. Yes. So um, me, Gene, John, and uh, I think Gilda was gone by then. Yeah, it was me, Gene, and John, and um, yeah, and, then, and then and then we had people from the Chicago cast too. Okay. Betty, Betty uh, Thomas, and uh, what's her name? I can't remember her name, but I will some later. Not Annie. It was yeah. It was right before Annie. Uh, what was her name? Uh, Deborah Harmon. Oh, Harmon. Deborah Harmon. Harmon. Yes. Yep. Deborah Harmon. And so then you guys all. So then we came out to yes, we came out to open another That's theater. Huge. <laughs> you opened a lot of theaters. And we found out yes, I did. Uh, we found out it was Pasadena. It wasn't Los Angeles. Oh no. <laughs> and uh, I remember still, Bernie set us up at this motel to live in. I remember John said he was scared. Because those palm trees, he thought dinosaurs were hiding behind. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
Oh, jeez. God. Oh, we did. We did. We actually did. We enjoyed it. Uh, it was fun. Nobody came to see the show in Pasadena. You know. Short-lived. This, this guy came, a reporter from one of the news stations, came out to actually do a, a video uh, review. His name was Regis Philbin. And, uh, and he came out, and his review was, I would watch them give the review. Why Pasadena? Why? You know how long I was on the freeway coming out here? Pasadena. <laughs> Whoever thinks of opening a theater in Pasadena? Doing that, that, that Regis Philbin rant. That, uh, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. So that's the way it kind of went. Um, and uh, so we couldn't. And so they made. How long were you in Los Angeles? About, like, about, a year, about a year. Until they put the sign up. <laughs> <Take notice. laughs> yeah. Back yes. Yeah. Yep. And so by that time, before we opened it up, we were in rehearsals, and maybe, maybe we were even doing the show. Danny came down because we needed another member. And so Dan Aykroyd came. And he drove down with John. I guess John, what was John doing there? There, there was a, I know there is a, there was an infinite, infamous story of Danny and my dad doing, I think it was from Toronto to Los Angeles in... 300 miles an hour, yeah. I swear. Well, uh, they also, must have been I think it was like three days or something. Oh, like no, much faster That's, than okay. three days. No, it was so like a day, day and a half, yeah. Because they talked to him on the phone. I said, are you getting ready to leave? Yeah, we're leaving. Uh, okay. The next day, they were there. I said, what the hell? <laughs> Why were you driving? They, they did it. Why were you driving? It was a day, and a little over a day and something. And I thought, the hell? They must have, they flew down. And, uh, and so while we were there, we were going to rehearsal. Danny was going to be in the show. And a um, uh, phone call ring, you know, phone call in the lobby. Uh, Danny, phone call. Goes out in the lobby, comes back. Uh, Lauren Michaels, you know, uh, this guy Lauren Michaels called me up. He wants me to do this show, Saturday Night Live. Uh, well, what do you think, guys? Uh, we said, well, you know, it's network TV, it's NBC. Yeah, do it, do it, Danny. So that was it. Danny left. We didn't, he, he was gone. That was it. He never got a chance, the joy of working in Pasadena with us. <laughs> Interestingly enough, uh, we had a, a guy come out, uh, someone showed up. Really wanted to be in Second City. He hung out with us, and we made him an understudy. And that was it turned out to be Michael Keaton. Really? Uh, yeah, Michael Keaton. Uh, but you know, we never used him because uh, didn't need him. I don't know. Yeah. So that was interesting. But um, so that was it. Uh, Betty Thomas. Uh, she loved L.A. She followed oh, that she was going to stay there. Yeah. And uh, but when it was over, we caught our planes back to uh, back to Toronto. Oh my God. Clip of because time is running out. Oh, she's no, yeah. But I don't want to. I, I want to show. I want to show one of the. So you have a choice. Mm -hmm. You have a choice. Do you want to see Guy Caballero or Count Floyd? <laughs> oh well, is it with with John? Yeah. Oh yeah, let's do the Johnny. Yeah, let's do Johnny. Okay, let's do the Caballero. Caballero. So we're gonna preface this one up. This is when you tell Johnny Larue that he is essentially. Cut off. Yeah, I, I cut his budget. Yeah, I just slashed the hell out of his budget. <laughs> yeah, Alyssa, yeah. I want to play this one clip because I just I want to hear the backstory between the two of you guys and Caballero and. Oh, I, and I know I remember now why I did it too. Why I slashed it because he was doing street beef, stupid he was street show beef. street beef. Uh, it was but a yeah, show <laughs> show that. Guy, I don't want to do this, but I'm canceling all your projects with SETV. What? They're finished. 
No more projects. You're joking. <laughs> what are you going to put on the air? Huh? I've got a lot of things, Johnny. Uh, quite a few things. Uh, this, for instance. Starheads? Yes, <laughs> starheads. Oh, Mr. Caballero, you fine, Joe. <laughs> you're joking. <laughs> Please, Mr. Caballero, say you're joking. <laughs> I love you, Mr. Caballero. You're the greatest owner in the world. I love working at SCTV. I'll be wrong. You just hired me. Stop it. You think huh? all my enterprises, they'll go bankrupt. I'll be ruined, all Mr. Right. Caballero. Please, will you stop it? Stop me. Lumbering. Give me a job back, please. Stop blubbering. you. I hate to see a full man blubber. Now, look, I'll give you one more chance. Thank you, Mr. Caballero. I have a show here called Street Beef. I yeah. want you to do. Yes. <laughs> what What do I do? Eat a lot of beef on the street or no, something? No, you don't eat beef. I want you to take one camera. Yes. One microphone. Yes. No cranes. No cranes. I want you to go out and talk to the people on the street. Yes. Find out what their what their problems are. What their what, what their the, beef is. Yes. <laughs> what a clever idea, Mr. Caballero. Street beef. Street beef. Yeah. I'll do it, Mr. Caballero. I'll do the best show you've ever seen on SCTV. Good. Mr. Cavaliero, I can't thank you enough. And it won't cost you a lot of money either. Thank you, Mr. Cavaliero. <laughs> I, I love, because you were talking about earlier how you just like to make people laugh. And in that scene, it was like you guys were yeah, almost yeah. really laughing oh, oh, yeah. with each other. And love it. having such a... Yes, that's true, and uh, I, we had we had a few confrontations like that. One of my favorites was it was Christmas time, and as a bonus, Guy Caballero gave out turkeys uh, to everybody. I was trying but, to find that clip. I couldn't. The, oh, we we uh, but they weren't turkeys. They were, they were those little what do they call those little chickens? Uh, oh, Cornish hens. Cornish hens. Yeah, they're Cornish hens. But I I said they were turkeys. Uh, <laughs> And John comes bursting into my office. He says, Caballero, what's the idea? You call this a Christmas bonus? He owes this little scrawny. You call that a turkey? Yes, it's a turkey, a fine turkey. <laughs> and we get into it back and forth. And then we actually have a fist fight, <laughs> an actual fist fight, which I, it was cool. I love doing that. Uh, uh, it was like a Hollywood fist fight. Uh, you know, John Wayne kind of thing, trading blows. Flying back, uh, I should have got a stuntman to do it because. It, <laughs> did, you, did you hurt yourself? No, no, but I, I was out of breath halfway through, and I was, <laughs> but uh, it was fun. It was so much fun just having a, you know, nobody expects that a big fist fight, breaking out, uh, with those good sound effects and everything, and then <laughs> Johnny leads, you know, hey Johnny, uh, don't worry about it, you know, yeah, no, I what I say to him. Yeah, Johnny, you ever try that again? Or Johnny, yeah, I'm scared. I'm real scared. <laughs> Which has been used since then, I gotta say. Uh, yeah, uh, that was so much fun. Uh, there are so many scenes I did with John that were fun. Um, Dr. Tong. Dr. Tong, of course. Doc, Dr. Tong was based on a character from Chicago that I think Tino and Sana actually did oh, really? first on a stage as an improv. And John liked it so much, yeah. yeah. 
Keith, I'm just going to use that, that character. <laughs> well, what do you think? <laughs> and, and of course, uh, we, we had fun with that. I, I remember writing with John, you know, and just we had so much fun uh, creating these silly scenes. We, we wrote some silly stuff. Um, one was a 3D house of cats, <laughs> which I thought, I thought it was kind of funny, you know, cat house, cat house, house of cats. cats which, was our, which was actually one of our cats, Alice. Alice was, was in it, yeah. yeah. I said, you, he said, I'm going to bring <laughs> Alice. And I just like the idea of, you know, cats just don't train well for movies, you know. You, you just can't get a good cat. And uh, whenever they have to jump on someone or something, they're always flung, you know. And they always come in. So that's what we did with that thing. We had John attacked by all the cats. Somebody off stage flinging these cats at it. Oh, he's pretending like he's getting killed. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, uh, that was fun. Now that wasn't, you know, high satire by a long shot, <laughs> but, but it was, it was, yeah, it was comedy, uh, just fun comedy, and uh, we we would write scenes like, almost well, the Stooges, we, you know, John liked Stooges, and um, yeah, we wrote this scene where he was somebody uh, testing animals in a in a laboratory, and something got loose. It was like a woodchuck or something. It was a big <laughs> animal. In a, in a script as we were writing it, and I remember saying, and he's, let's have him run up your pant leg. <laughs> Johnson, sure, why not? And uh, so they made a big pair of pants for him, the huge, that when you watch it, you think, why is he wearing such big pants? <laughs> but that's only so that woodchuck can run up. <laughs> I always love that intro. Uh, me too. God. Uh, yes. We are. Uh, we're out of time. We oh. have to have you back. Because oh, we need yeah. part two. Yeah. Okay. Will you guys come back for part two? Yeah. We have to come back for part two. Yeah, there's a lot of Second City stuff I wanted to get into. Edmonton, uh, Alberta to, beef. I need, uh, to, I need to. I know, Albert, I need, I need two hours for, to, to, for all these stories. Yes. Yeah, okay. Once you get talking, you start thinking of other things. So yes. I'm having you back. Mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll talk of a time. You guys have to come back. Very funny girl. I like Miriam. Yeah. <coughs> I wish she could have gotten a higher profile. I wish she could have. She's, yeah, she's, she's coming back. We Is she? Oh, good, I, I good. good. Her Tell her I said hi because I, I like her work. Yeah. I will indeed. I will yeah. indeed. So thank you guys so much for coming. Mm. Joe, thank you so much. We're going to leave as my uncle Tino has some wise words that I always like to end on. Tino. Tino, let's see. That's awful. Let's see. And get out.